Praise be Jesus Christ. Let's talk about when the good news of the gospel actually becomes bad news. And there's a joke about a missionary who traveled to Alaska. He was going to these Eskimos and trying to preach the gospel of Christ and convert them, teach them the commandments, to be baptized, go to mass, to confess their sins, to live according to the moral guidelines of the church, and thus inherit eternal life. And at one point, one of the men stands up and asks, If you had never shared this information with us, would we have still been saved in the end? And the priest kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, Well, God is merciful, so probably... And the man threw his hands up in anger and said, why the heck did you even come here and tell us all this in the first place then? Now it just reminds us that if there's no consequences for not following the gospel, then the gospel truths, which are often quite difficult, why preach it? It's an unnecessary burden, right? Why convert our lives? Why take up the cross? Why not follow the path of the rest of the world if we're all going to the same place in the end? Right, so, but the problem is, the bad news is that Scripture itself is very clear on this, that there's two final possibilities after we die, eternal heaven, eternal hell. And there was nobody in the Scriptures who talked more about hell than Jesus Christ himself. I'm just going to read a, a few quotes. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And he's saying, if there's anything that's causing you to sin, to hold on to this world so much, that's cutting you off from, from eternal life, you have to be willing to let it go or have your whole body thrown into hell. Then he says, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and easy, that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. But how straight and narrow and hard is the way that leads to life, and those who find it are few. And then the, that parable about the talents, many of Christ's parables end with a condemnation of the one who didn't make it. One of those is the one of the talents. Different people receive different amounts of talents by God, which is all the opportunities for conversion, right? And the grace that he's offering us to be saved. And the, that parable concludes with the man who wasted his talents saying, throw this useless servant into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. All right, so no one spoke about hell more than Jesus Christ himself. And we believe that he is the son of God come on earth to teach us how to get to heaven. So first off, why would a good God create a place called hell? All right, well, the better question would be, um, how could we as human beings reject God after everything that he has done to save our souls to the point of sending Jesus Christ, his son, to save us? I think that's the revelation of who God is and how much he doesn't want any human being to go to hell. But we are free. So we're always free to choose away from God. That's the only way you can have love. Right? And sometimes when you look at other people's lives, you can say, well, you know, maybe they didn't receive all the grace that they needed to convert in life. Maybe they didn't have enough people as examples. And the thing is, we have, it would be a false um, thought process to think that God does not give every single human being sufficient grace to be saved. God would never withhold the grace that we needed in order to get to heaven. So we can never say that. Um, also, it's never too late to repent as long as we're alive. Our souls are like wet cement. It's never too late 
uh, until the moment of our death. That's when our the cement of our soul solidifies, and that's for all eternity. That's why even a priest or a nun or a bishop, a pope, we can spend our whole life serving God, but we can turn away at some point, and if we die in that state, that's the state of our soul. So it's never too late to fall away when we're alive, but it's never too late to repent. So the mercy is always open. Benedict uh, himself, back when, when he was Joseph Ratzinger, Pope Benedict, he uh, talked about this dilemma, when the good news becomes bad news. And he said how he was in a conversation with a moral theologian. He said that in the course of a dispute, a senior colleague who was keenly aware of all the plight of being a Christian in our times, all the sins that are... Uh, tempting us away, expressed the opinion that one should actually be grateful to God that he allows there to be so many unbelievers in good conscience. For if their, their eyes were open and they became believers, they would not be capable in such a fallen world of ours of bearing the burden of faith with all its moral obligations. But as it is, since they can go no other way in good conscience, they can reach salvation." So he's basically saying it's better that men don't know the truth because conforming our life to the truth is too hard. And this would actually mean that uh, God blesses us with an erroneous conscience. So what does that mean? That it's better to be blind. It's better to live in the darkness so that we can hope to be saved rather than know the truth of Christ and convert our lives. What, what happens with, in that sense? Faith becomes a burden. Pope Benedict says, what disturbed me was the notion that it harbored, that faith is a burden which can hardly be borne, in which no doubt was intended only for strong natures. Faith, in that sense, almost becomes a kind of punishment, an imposition not easily coped with. According to this view, faith would not make salvation easier, but harder, which would also mean that unbelief is better than belief. Because if I knew the truth and it was too hard for me to conform myself to it, well, it'd be better if I just never knew the truth of all, at all, acted according to an erroneous conscience, lived an immoral life without Christ, and then assume that God would still save my soul. And that would also mean, instead of Christ saying, the truth will set you free, that untruth is actually better than truth. It would not be the truth that would set men free but rather he would have to be freed from the truth. Man would be far more at home in the dark than in the light. So that, that's the problem. If we don't recognize the consequences of living in error, of living away from God, of choosing an immoral life, of choosing not to follow Jesus Christ and his commandments, then the, the good news becomes bad news if we think that we can get to heaven without it. Why, why preach the gospel? It's like, why take someone to get surgery if they don't have a tumor, right? Surgery is only good, going to a doctor is only good to get healed if you have a pre-existing condition that is even worse if you don't get it healed. But if we say that everyone is going to heaven, that it's easier to get to heaven um, even without the truth of Christ, with its all its obligations, then we're really saying there's no reason to have a doctor, you're going to be fine without it. The problem is that's not what Jesus taught us. And that's not what our faith teaches us. The good news becomes bad news if we do not understand the effects of sin and the reality of hell. So let us pray for a deeper awareness of the reality of hell 
the sins that can put us there so that we can be a light to our neighbors to tell them the truth that they can save their souls. And please be to God, save our souls as well.